Hello, everyone, and welcome to David and Nicole's Survivor Podcast. I'm David, and with me, as always, is... Nicole. Hello, everyone. And how are you doing, Nicole? I'm great. How are you? I, I'm pretty awesome. It's the Survivor Week. Survivor One World premieres Wednesday at 8, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, I'm liking the cast. I'm liking the twists. It's it's looking to be... I don't know. I'm very pumped up about this season. Me too. Uh, so before we, uh, get into talking about Survivor One World, let's quick, uh, do some Survivor announcements. First up, we will be having, uh, a podcast right after the first episode that we'll be recording, and we are having a very special guest, Albert from Survivor South Pacific, will be with us. We're really excited to talk with him, hear what he thinks of the premiere episode, but also, uh, sort of what it was like for him on Survivor South Pacific. So that should be really exciting. Yeah. Uh, one other announcement. Uh, we have just updated our website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, it's a lot more uh, sleek and uh, very cool looking. I suggest you check it out. Uh, one big difference is, though, we don't have a sidebar anymore, but instead there's a button up at the top that says Pages. You can scroll down and you still have all the links to all of the other bloggers and everything, uh, and also our contact information for Twitter and Facebook. So uh, check out our new website. Tell us what you think. Uh, if you're like, I hate this, go back to the old one. Tell us that too. We just uh, want to hear your opinions on it. So uh, that's all the Survivor announcements I have. Do you have anything, Nicole? No. All right, then. Let us begin talking about Survivor One World. Uh, before we talk about all the different uh, people on the show, let's talk about uh, the twists. What do you think of the One World twist, Nicole, of having the two tribes live on the same beach? I think it's going to be really interesting to see if people will stick with their tribes and sort of ignore the other tribe. Or if they're going to intermix with each other and form alliances with the other tribe, which won't help them in the beginning, but it could help them in the long run. But I don't know if people, when they go over to the other tribe and start making alliances there, if their tribe is going to want to get them out because they don't want them going and making alliances. I mean, there's so much that can happen with this twist, so I'm really excited to see what happens. I'm excited as well for the main reason that for the past couple seasons, it's been sort of boring post-merge because one tribe just picks off the other. But having them on the same beach, I think there's a lot more opportunities for them to be strategizing from the beginning, so when a merge does happen, that they're more likely to intermingle and give us some good blindsides and, and shuffles and all this stuff, rather than it be one alliance picks off the other sort of a thing. Yeah. Uh, the other big twist this season is how they're going to do Hidden Immunity Idols. First, they're going to give no clues. Uh, Jeff Froese finally said, We realize that people are good enough to find the, the idols without clues, so why give them? And then, but there's two, but each one is for a different tribe. So if you find your own tribes, then you get to keep it. But if you find your of the other tribes, then you have 24 hours, I think, to give it to someone else from their tribe. Sort of, it can be sort of a bargaining chip or whatever, but you have to give it to someone from the other tribe if you find their idol. What do you think of the new Hidden Immunity Idol twist, Nicole? I, I think that's a really cool twist, and that's really going to influence how people play the game and the alliances that they form with the other tribe. If you get that idol, you know, you hold a lot of power, and you can really influence people on the other tribe and 
you, you know, form a bond with someone. So I, I'm excited to see how that plays out. Me too. So those are the big twists. I think, you know, in previous <laughs> couple of seasons, we haven't been too excited about the twists going into the game, like Redemption Island. Um, but uh, I think these twists, oh, I really like them. I'm really looking forward to seeing how these twists play out. And, uh, yeah, this is the first time I'm excited for the twists in a couple of seasons. Yeah. So, let's start talking about the 18 people who will be playing Survivor One World. We're just going to go by through them one by one. Give us, uh, We'll give you our opinions on them, uh, what we like, what we don't like, and then we'll either tell you if we think they're going to make it long-term, short-term, or somewhere in the middle. So, let's start with Troy, a.k.a. Troyzan. Now, there's two people with the nickname Tarzan or Troyzan, so I find this interesting, and I don't think they're going to get along. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Troy, he apparently lived with monkeys and is a swimsuit photographer. He just seems to be a very eccentric, peculiar guy, and I haven't gotten a good read on him. I, he either could be a really smart player, or he could be one of these crazy people. <laughs> I see potential for both. And part of me sort of wants him to be sort of this good strategic mastermind and make it far. But then there's another part of me who really wants him to be crazy. <laughs> so I'm sort of split on that. What were your thoughts on Troy, Nicole? Um, He doesn't strike me as someone that I think is going to be super strategic. I am kind of hoping that he's going to be one of those amusing people, you know, being a jungle boy and everything. And I kind of want him to make it by just because I feel like he might be one of those amusing people to watch. Um, in his interview thing, he was talking about he might do tribal dances around the fire and stuff like that. <laughs> and he said that he's been waiting 11 years to be on the show, so I'm very happy for him that he finally made it on it seems like his kind of element yeah uh so long term short term or in the middle i think in the middle I i'm gonna go with long term i don't think he'll be out in the beginning because just looking at the guy's tribe i think there's a lot more people who will get out before him who are either weaker or more of a personality and annoying than he will be um and i think if he can get to that merge thing he may make it pretty far people will start to maybe underestimate him or he'll be like a philip uh who people will take to the end so yeah i'm gonna put him at long term another person is chelsea and she's from the south she likes horses she says that she's a good swimmer and fisher and things like that so she sounds like kind of an outdoorsy person but she struck me as someone who might get on people's nerves like, I, I don't know, I guess I just don't really like her personality, and I have this feeling that she might not get into a good alliance. What do you think? Yeah, from my thing, Southern Outdoorsy, um, I, I thought she sort of was one of those charmers who will try to, to use their charming personality to get people to like them and everything. So I, I think she could go far, but the problem is I think people will think of her as a major threat and then they'll want to vote her off earlier. Mm. So that's sort of where I see. I think she is a charmer, but I think people realize 
when people are trying to charm them and then they're like, this person could make it far and win, you know, I need to get them out sort of a thing. <laughs> so for me, I, I think, I think I'm going to say her in the middle. I don't think she's going to make it very far, but I don't think she'll be like the first one out or anything either. So I'm going to say in the middle. I'm going to actually say that she's going to get out early. I don't know. She just loved me the wrong way. Maybe she won't throw up other people the wrong way, but, um, I don't have high hopes for her. Yeah. Hey, remember last season, Nicole, when we were talking about Sophie? <laughs> and mm-hmm. you thought Sophie was going to rub people the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she did. And she did, to a degree, which we saw at the final show council. But she still managed to win, which is interesting as well. That's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, where we were at opposite ends of the spectrum with Sophie... Uh, I'm, we're sort of closer together with this one. I, I don't think she is that likable. Like, at least from a viewer, from watching her, I didn't find her to be super likable, someone I root for. But I, I do see that she could go far. Because we've seen that you don't necessarily have to be likable to get far in the game. True. So, yeah. I'm still gonna put her in the middle. You got her early off, so... Who knows? Maybe she'll win, too. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? All right. Uh, Next, we have Courtney. Courtney is a mechanic. Single mom. She is very eccentric in her dressing. She sort of has an animal hat that she wears. Uh, I don't know. I found her really likable. It's someone who I would want to root for. But just from her interviews, I sort of sensed that she was not really here to to win the game. I can't see her being that strategic or really wanting to, you know, go to the end and have that drive to win no matter what. So I, unfortunately, I sort of see her going out early just because she may not be the strongest. And if you don't have the deep desire to, to play the game and win, you may be out early. I really like Courtney a lot, and I want to root for her just because she seems a little different than all the other women that are going to be on the show. Yeah. And I don't know, she stands out to me with her tattoos and her mechanicness and everything like that. Um, but I also agree with you. I don't think she's going to make it far. I think, though, that it might be just because she won't want to um, commit herself to stabbing people in the back or doing the right moves that she has to do to make it far. Mm-hmm. I, I think she wants to win the game, though. She talked about how she really needs the money. So, you know, she'll want to, but she she also wants to be a really nice person. She almost strikes me as, you know, she, talks, it, she said something that made me think of Coach, in the way that Coach always wants to play with honor and integrity and mm-hmm. the right thing, and she kind of wants to do that too. She wants to be really nice. She doesn't want to be a villain. And if you go into Survivor thinking, I'm going to be this really nice person and I'm never going to flip-flop or anything like that, then, you know, you might not make it far. Definitely. So you have early out? Is that what you yeah. were saying? So we first, we agreed on one. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Another person I have is Colton. He seems to be a big Survivor fan. He talked about having a Survivor birthday party one time. I'm not sure if I really like him. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's kind of going to be manipulative 
I, I felt like he had sort of a toned down Russell attitude. Yeah. And, you know, he, he says he's going to try to get people on his side. If he doesn't like you, he's going to turn people against you. And I don't know. I, I don't like him, but I think that he's going to make it far. So long term? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I have... He's he's not really that likable, but I think he's sort of wants to be the martyr from just what I've seen. He's like, I'm different, but he's trying to throw his different, like, you guys don't like me because I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. And that's really, when you want, when you're on Survivor, you don't want to highlight your differences that much. So I think he, he's more playing the martyr, and I think that could not get him that far. I mean, he is a super fan, but I don't think he'll be able to really control himself. He From just what I've seen of him, I think he's going to be one of those loud, opinionated people who will get on everyone's nerves fast. So I actually have him as getting out early. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Either either he'll overcome that and be able to make it really far in the game and be a strategic mastermind, or they're going to vote him out immediately. So another one I have is Sabrina. Sabrina is a school teacher, and to me she seemed very likable. Um, I, I was in when she was talking but she may have a problem holding her tongue and uh <laughs> letting her emotions get the better of her from what i got and she if someone's gonna uh get her mad she's going to get mad right back at them so i i sort of see her as middle i don't see her being like the first boot but i think that that uh aggression may may get her sooner rather than later so i'm gonna say sort of in the middle yeah, I I think she's kind of cool. And I, I don't like her a whole lot, though. She does seem to talk a lot, and I don't think that she'll make it very far past the merge. I think she'll probably get in some fights with people and be kind of angry. It was really interesting. She said that she's a big germaphobe. I don't know what a germaphobe is doing on Survivor, <laughs> but um, good luck with that, Sabrina. So you have her middle as well? Yeah, early middle. Early middle. <laughs> um, so I have Jay. He's a model. He has an accent. He's 24 years young. <laughs> he seems like this kind of really laid back sort of person. He doesn't want to be predictable. I don't know exactly what I think of him. I don't think he's going to be an amazing player, but he might... He might be kind of strong, so I don't think he's going to get out right away. So I think he's going to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you pretty much said every almost everything I had to describe him. Uh, strong, <laughs> model, southern. Um, I see him as sort of endearing. Um, I could see myself rooting for him and liking him. Uh, he's very Fabio-esque to me, sort of that yeah. carefree guy who may make it just by being the goofball. So... Yeah, I'm going to go middle. People will get him out because he's too much of a threat, I think, uh, later on. But I don't see, see him being one of the early boots at all. So I'm going to go middle as well. So next we have Jonas. Jonas was a really interesting guy to me. He grew up in Hawaii. He's a sushi uh, chef. Uh, he seemed very analytical, um, which means he could be boring. I mean, he could turn into someone like a... Uh, Edna, but I really hope he doesn't. I think he has the potential to be very entertaining to watch. 
Like, to me, he has the potential of either being Yule from, like, Cook Islands, who I found very entertaining to watch, even though he was very analytical and, and serious. But, uh, or he could be someone like Edna, who you don't really see at all, and is just sort of boring. <laughs> So I'm hoping he's he's the first one and not the second one. But uh, he said he sucks at lying, so that's not good. But if he gets in a good alliance, I could see him going far. But probably not winning, so I'm going to have a middle again. Yeah, um, I would put him in the middle as well. He doesn't strike me as someone that I'm going to hate. He doesn't strike me as someone that I'm going to really love. But um, I think I'll like him more than I'll dislike him. He says that he's he doesn't want to be a villain, but he's okay with being portrayed that way if that's how it comes about. You know, he he's willing to lie and backstab and do what he has to do to make it in the game. So, um, yeah, I I think he'll make it towards the middle, maybe late middle. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's Michael and. He is the strong-looking guy. He works out. He seems kind of serious. And I don't know. I, I don't really like him because he talks about how he's going to get all these young women on his side and you know, take them to the end, and that's how he's going to make it far. But that, that kind of seems like a strategy that has worked for people before. And I actually think that Michael's going to make it far. He just strikes me as someone who's going to be strategic and willing to backstab people in order to make it farther. So. Yeah, uh, to me, Michael is... Jeff Probst even called him a villain when they're at the very beginning of the, the episode when they have to get everything off the truck. Uh, apparently, he just, instead of getting anything off the truck, just goes to the women's pile and takes everything from their pile and moves it over to the men's. Uh, so he's definitely sort of villainous. He's He seems pretty arrogant from what I can see, but he is willing to do everything and ruthless. And, you know, there's some villains that I can't stand, and there's other villains that sort of intrigue me and I find likable. And this is that sort of thing that I sort of want him to see, to see him be the villain. Uh, the big question is, is he likable enough on in on the island to stay in the game? Will people see right away that he's sort of villainous and want to get him out? Or will he be able to be likable enough to go far? And I think he has the potential to be likable. So I'm going to say long term as well. Moving on, we have Monica. She's Monica Culpepper. Her husband is a former professional football player. Um, She talks a lot. And I find her to be rather annoying. And I could see everyone else on the island finding her annoying. And she said she's not going to tell anyone that she's, you know, a football player's wife. But I think her secret is going to last even less than Brandon's did. Um, (laughs) So uh, she said she's competitive. I can see her doing well in challenges and wanting to make it far. But I don't think she's going to. So I have her as, as short term. Yeah, I'm definitely going to agree with you on that. I have a short term as well. I think that people are going to probably get a little annoyed with her. She's kind of older. She wants to be motherly, and people sometimes respond well to that, and other times they don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. She she watches Survivor, but she talks about how 
she doesn't like people who don't carry their load and there are lots of people on Survivor who do things like that and I don't know I just yeah I don't have high hopes for her yeah so then we have Kim and she was a whitewater raptor guide in Colorado and now she's a small business owner she wants to be easygoing and enjoy people's presence and I don't know she likes being outside she seems kind of quirky I, I think she'll she'll do okay and I, I don't know why but I, I feel like she's long term and I, mm-hmm. I can't really say why I think she's going to be long term but um, that's just the impression I got yeah, she's very likable, I think. Uh, recently divorced, so I think part of it is going on Survivor is just sort of getting away. So I don't know how competitive enough she is to win and if she has that big drive to win at all costs sort of a thing. But she's definitely athletic and likable, and I, I'm going to put her long-term too. I don't know if she has the drive to do anything to win, but I can see her going very far just from her likability alone. Mm-hmm. So then we have Matt. To me, not a big fan of Matt. He seems sort of arrogant. He said he's going to use flirting. He's very strong and physical. But when hearing him talk, he just seemed very monotone to me. Uh, And I thought he has the potential to be a Keith, (laughs) which isn't a good thing. But uh, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's someone that will be entertaining. But I don't have high hopes for him. I actually think he's going to make it pretty far. Um, just because he strikes me as someone who's going to be strategic and he's willing to do what he has to do to make it farther. Um, I don't think that he's going to win. I think that people will eventually see him as a threat um, and try to get him out because he he strikes me as someone who's going to be kind of physical. and I don't know, but I feel like he might get a strong alliance and that's what's going to get him far. Yeah, so are you long-term? Yeah. I'm going to have him in the middle. Uh, I, I think he'll go far, but not that far. Okay. Um, then we have Kat. She is 22, so she's my age. Well, I'm going to be 22 tomorrow, the 14th. But um, she seems really friendly, a family person, likes adventure and stuff like that. I, I really like her. She seems really nice. She's had open heart surgery when she was 12 so I think that might kind of interfere with things you know she said she's never taken a PE class and I think that early on you know you need someone who's going to be able to perform well in challenges I don't think that she's going to be able to do that I don't think she's going to get out right away because I think she will be likable but um, I have sort of her early, early out. Yeah, um, I, I have her, she's sort of the typical dumb blonde, not to do stereotypes or anything, but she wants to be like Fabio, which I don't know is the greatest thing in the world. But yeah, I don't see, if she makes it far, she's going to be a pawn, but I don't see her being first out either, so I have her somewhere in the middle. So next we have Alicia. Don't call her Alicia. She's Alicia. <laughs> but uh, uh, this is another person that I don't really like much at all. She seemed very loud and obnoxious. I don't really think she has a strategic game, social game. I don't even know. 
She wants to be flirty, but when it's men versus women, I don't know how far that's going to get her. Uh, And she seems very uncontrollable and definitely controlled by her emotions. So for me, I'm going to have her as as a short term. I see her getting out fast. Yeah, I I don't really like her very much either. And, you know, I think if she's able to do well enough in challenges and get a good alliance, that she could make it to the merge. But at this point, um, I, I think she's short term as well because... She doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be very trustworthy, and so people might vote her out because of that. Yeah, definitely. So you have her as short-term? Yeah. Two short-terms here. We we don't have high hopes for Alicia. Alicia, <laughs> sorry. Then we have Nina, and she's a little older. She's a mother, but she says she's in good shape. She can't stand when people don't participate, which is something that um, the NFL wife said, too. Um, I don't think she's going to win. I I don't have high hopes for her, but I think she might make it to the merge. Maybe she'll be likable enough to make it that far. So I, I have her sort of in the middle. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for either. Uh, she is older, and I think she just may not be able to relate to the younger girls very well. I can see her sort of almost segregating uh, just because the age gap is so big. She also seems sort of boring to me. I don't know. She didn't seem like she, some person that I would, you know, jump out of my seat just to, to watch every week. Um, so for those reasons, I sort of have her as short term. So next we have Greg which is the other guy whose nickname is Tarzan. To me, he reminds me of a Jimmy T or a coach, people who I love to watch but maybe don't have the best strategy. He says he has lots of stories. He's a plastic surgeon. Um, He seems sort of pushy and braggy to me, though, in in the interview. So I have him definitely a short term, but I think it's going to be very entertaining to watch it until he does get out. Mm Mm-hmm. With Greg Tarzan, I think, I don't know, the first thing I thought of when I saw him was he has a mustache, and he strikes me as someone who has more potential to talk than Rick in last season, <laughs> yep. who also had a mustache. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's going to stand out a bit more, we'll remember who he is, but I don't really like or dislike him, and I actually have him getting out. Kind of early-ish, too. Then we have Leaf, and he's the first ever little person to be on Survivor. So, um, good for him. I think that's really cool. I don't think he's going to perform very well in challenges, though. That might be kind of hard for him. And I just have this feeling that he's not going to make it far because of that setback. So I actually have him getting out early because um, he might not do well in the challenges. Yeah, I find him really likable. And I think everyone there will find him likable. I think they, I don't know, I think he's a really good casting. Not. I, I don't think it's just because of his size. I think he's a really good, likable person too. So uh, if he gets in a good alliance, I can see him going really far. So I'm actually, I'm going to put him in long term. Uh, I was debating between middle and long term. I'm going to put him there. I I have high hopes for him. 
Now he may be he may be voted off really early, just like you said. But it's one of those people, sort of like Cochran from last season, where I'm just gonna give him a high, just because I really hope I see a lot of potential, and I hope he makes it far. <laughs> so then we have Christina. To me, Christina seems sort of likable. Um, I I enjoyed listening and watching her. Uh, she seemed very intelligent and and aggressive. But that can be off-putting to the other people. So it's, again, sort of one where will people find her just off-putting and want to vote her out? Or will people sort of embrace her and she can go far? For me, I, I'm going to put it somewhere in the middle. I like Christina. And she says she likes to get to know people. I think that she's going to be friendly enough and personable enough that she'll be able to get into a good alliance. And I actually have her as long-term because I think she is likable and that she'll, she'll be able to have a good alliance. So, you don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And then we have Bill. And he's this guy who has a afro. He's a starving stand-up comedian. He says that he has loved Survivor since Heroes vs. Villains. He's a veteran from the Iraq War. So I'm, I'm sure that he could survive um, the elements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just have this feeling like he's not going to do very well socially, and I have him as an early out. Oh, see, I have the complete opposite. Uh, so I found him as very, very likable. I think he's a very likable guy, and I can see him bonding with pretty much anyone uh, in the game. So I think he's going to get very far. And definitely a long term for me. I just think he's that likable. And we've seen likable get far. But I think he's also smart enough and can have enough strategy to, to get to the end. Interesting. So that is all 18 of the contestants. So now comes the hard part. Who is our pick to win? So, Nicole, who is your pick to win out of all 18? I actually think it's going to be Michael. I think he's going to be kind of a villain, but he... People are going to respect what he does to get that far, and that um, they'll choose him over. I think he'll bring women with him to the end, and they'll think that they were just tools and they didn't do anything, so they won't vote for the women and they'll vote for him. All right. I'm going to go with Bill. Uh, I like Michael, but I think he may burn enough bridges to where he won't win. And I'm going to go with Bill as the guy who goes with him and is likable enough and wins all the votes in the end. I, I don't know. Bill. Bill's my pick to win. Person I have for early out, <laughs> you pick him to win. Yeah, That's yeah. <laughs> that is our thoughts on the cast of Survivor One World. Be sure to tune in this Wednesday at on CBS, 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, it should be a really awesome, uh, premiere episode. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, everyone should tune in and be sure to listen to our podcast that we'll be doing about the first episode with Albert from Survivor South Pacific. Do you have anything, Nicole? No. All right, well, just before you go, be sure to check out our brand new designed website, survivorpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, also check us out on Facebook, David and Nicole Survivor Podcast. On to listen, you can also listen to us on iTunes, David and Nicole Survivor Podcast. Uh, so thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time with Survivor Albert. Bye. Bye.